Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Big news, folks. Yes, that's right. Bib Cheeks is back at United. Ronaldo, Ronaldo has re-signed for Manchester United, and he is one of the greatest players to ever put on the Red Devil jersey, and I'm delighted to have him back, and he's going to win the fucking treble for us. And by us, I mean the millionaires who play for Manchester United and do not care about me and will never, ever give me anything in return, except for the enjoyment of watching them score goals. And this season... By fuck, they're going to score plenty of goals. Ronaldo, Pogba, um, I don't know who else is on the team. I haven't really been following them the last much couple of years. I'm a bit of a glory hunter when it comes to the football. I'm not going to lie to you. I used to love United back when they started winning the FA Cup, Premier League, Champions League. Brilliant. And then when they started losing, I was like, ah, I'm not going to bother watching that anymore. Cut off from it completely. And now recently, they've been sprinkling a couple of wins across the board. And I'm like, ooh... United are back United are back and they're playing well let's check in to see what they're going to be doing and lo and behold something's brewing inside Old Trafford and by fuck I'm looking forward to seeing it this season and it's going to be a good season you do not know what kind of goals Ronaldo will bring to the team he's a top 5 player I would say in the world I think he could be top 3 possibly still the best player in the world I don't know it's hard to know I'd have to give it to Lionel Messi or Ronaldo or Mbappe or Neymar, or that's it really. Maybe uh, Lewandowski, that Polish fella. But uh, I think Ronaldo's still up there. Probably the best, now that I think about it. Never mind the top five. And he's coming to United. He's already on the way. They have a house from. He was talking to Fergie. Gary Neville is fucking delighted. He's on the phone to Rio Ferdinand every two minutes going, I can't believe it. I can't believe we saw it again. And Rio's like, stop calling me Gary. You're a bollocks. And um, what else? Yeah, apparently Fergie was on the phone to Ronaldo. And there's some kind of spell that Fergie has over Ronaldo. And whatever it is, Ronaldo has really been looking up to Fergie over the years. And he's always made time for Fergie. Apparently he calls him every Saturday and they have they have a conversation over the phone while watching the chase and eating a fucking box of onion rings. And uh, nice to see them that they get on so well. But it's going to be really good for United. Ronaldo is 36 and he's the five times... Ballon d'Or winner, which is the French Golden Boot, or Golden Ball, I should say, Football Award, and it's for the best player of the year. Now, there is a FIFA one as well. It's called FIFA World Player of the Year, and Messi holds the current trophy for that one, and he's got six, I believe, and that's a funny one. That's a funny one, that is, because, you know, you have FIFA on one side thinking... This is the best player in the world. We're deciding this. We've got a team of experts together to tell you who we think is the best footballer in the world because we've combined stats from God knows fucking where. But it's all those cameras and it's all those Fitbits and it's all those things that they wear on their bodies. Collected all the information and we've decided that Lionel Messi is now the best footballer in the world. Hang on a sec. Has he not been only playing around good players all of his life? Unlike Ronaldo who played with fucking Gary Neville. Of course, Gary knows I'm joking. I'm just having a bit of a laugh. Big shout out to my boy, Gary. I seen you did an interview there, Gary, recently with uh, Roy Keane, who's another friend of mine. And it was good to see my two old friends just chatting away. And in fairness to Keane, he knows what he's playing. He knows the games he's playing now. He knows that he's the heel of the scenario between, like, pundits. So no matter what happens, Pogba scores a top 
corner goal where I can go at the end of the day it was only an average goal like you expect those kind of goals from him and Gary like well, of course you expect these kind of goals from him but at the same time you know it's still great that they get the goals and I know Gary Neville is not from Liverpool but that's the only accent I can do please give me a break I'm excited United are back and they're thriving and I can only I was just wondering the other day when Ferguson got the call to say that Ronaldo was coming home he was coming back to Papa Fergie I wonder how excited he must have been. I'd say he was around the kitchen just throwing stuff around the place going, can't fucking believe it. That's a shite accent. But you know, I was trying to do the Scottish accent there. Um, Anyways, I'm rambling on here a bit, but it's great to have the best player in the world back where he belongs in the Premier League. And it sort of got me thinking about my own career and how good of a footballer I was and how talented I was. And if I hadn't got that injury to me toe that time and also when I discovered drinking and smoking cigarettes in Galway, which I've given up since, thank God. But still, well, I haven't given up the drink, I've given up the cigarettes. But anyways, um, I was going to say to you, yes, so I had a great career and I was a great footballer. And, oh, I'm going to tell you about a goal I scored. And this was something else. Even I shocked myself. Basically, what happened was we were losing 2-1 in the final. Or no, it was the semi-final of the Milk Cup. And you'd win a year supply of milk for the, for the club. If we won this trophy. So 2-1 down. Manager looks to me. I'm on the bench. He goes, you're right. I said, yes, bring me on. And then all I could hear was from the fans. Ooh. Like there was tension building in the stadium. So I took off my jeans. Slipped on a pair of shorts. Slipped on my football boots. Shin guards. The whole works. Ready to go, ref. Ref comes over, right? You're good. Oh, and then he looked at me and he goes, oh, you. Because he's seen me score some top goals. And came onto the pitch anyways, the manager said to me, do you want to play uh, left back? And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, forget that. Full forward, put me up there, kick the ball up to me, watch me do damage. So the first ball comes up to me, I chest it down, nutmeg their best player, curl it into the bottom corner of the keeper's goal. Boom, two all, we're down to the final minute of the potential uh, opportunity to have a year's supply of full fat milk in a fridge in the reception area of your football club how good is that strawberry milk regular milk protein milk if we had won it and not saying we didn't win it even though I've kind of given the story away there but if we did win it let's just say that that would change the whole form of the team because we'd be all bigger boys drinking fucking protein milk anyways to all I get the ball in my own half I just turn around to my left back and I say, watch this. And he laughs. And <laughs> I get the ball and I'm running up the field, nutmegs, dummies, you know, just jumping over slide tackles. The, the lads can't get near me. It's like, it's, it's a joke at this point. I'm coming in on the goalkeeper. I point to the corner as to where I'm going to kick the ball. And the keeper goes, you're not getting the ball in there. So I turned around to my, my manager and I said, I bet you're glad you brought me on. Curl the ball. Boom, top corner. Before the ball had even, you know, reached the back of the net and everyone was running towards me going, you're the best player we've ever had. Please stay with the club. I just said, lads, I'm done. Keep your milk. And I walked off. Gone. Now, fact of the week the wood frog can hold its pee for up to eight months. Yes, in fact, urine can help 
keep their body warm in winter and it's full of special microbes. That's the, the wood frog, which I've never, ever heard of. But that's a great fact. Now, interesting topic of the week. A friend said to me, if you could create any kind of sport in the world, what kind of sport would you create? You could do whatever you want. It could be a football. You could have weapons. It could be men and women competing together. Anything. Anything at all. So the idea that I had was ultimate shooting championships. It's like the UFC. Everyone is wearing tap-out clothing. It's quite tight. And it's basically set in forests across the world. And everyone gets a gun and they also get trained up in jiu-jitsu or something like that. I don't know, maybe judo, maybe a bit of boxing. And as well as that, they get a short two-week course on how to survive in the wild. And basically, they combine all these different things. And then the whole world just lives outside. And it's the ultimate shooting championships where you can just go around doing whatever you want. It's kind of like the Wild West. Um, and that's what I thought it was going to be. Guns, cages and forests. Men and women, referees in different zones. So like for example, you'd have your outdoor forest area where like people are just running around with guns. And then there's like people who are joined different groups. I suppose that's kind of the way humans started off in the first place. But um, I just think that get the cameras on them. Get them all training. See what they can really do. See what the top, top athletes can do. The likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, now in his career, does finish probably in the next three to four years, maybe three. Get him into a sport like this where, you know, there's something to fight for. And that's his life. And get these UFC fighters, U, sorry, USC, which is Ultimate Shooting Championships. And you can get Dana White to, to head the, the company because he knows what he's doing. Let's face it. He's got the UFC all figured out. Plenty of money, that lad. He's taken... I think he's nearly got, uh, he's nearly got a billion, I think. I think he nearly might have a billion. I think he's, well, I say nearly, it's 500 million, but let's put it like this, folks. You'll never see him queuing up to fucking borrow money from the credit union. <laughs> Pathetic. But yeah, get Dana White in there for the ultimate shooting championships. And that's just, uh, I haven't really put any more thought into that, to be honest. But... Let me know what you think your favourite sport would be. What would you do? Would you use weapons? Would it be men versus women? Um, would it be something crazy? Would you have swords? Would there be horses in there? Tell me what you think. I'd love to know. Um, and just before I go off this topic, the other day I saw it was three versus one. And there was this Polish tournament where three lads were fighting one lad. And I just thought to myself, genius. Absolutely genius. Fighting is great. Why not turn it on its head and make one of the one of the opponents very, very, very tough and just have three average lads there? Because the three average lads, they look like they were just coming in off the street and they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll throw a few ships. And then there was a, looks like there's another lad there who'd been training all his life for this. Now, let's not forget, Polish people are tough, tough dudes. I was only talking to this about someone the other day about this and we were saying that the Polish people are, number one, the great crack. Number two, they're sound. And number three, they're tough. And, you know, any friend that I've had from Poland, I'll tell you one thing, they're an awful, they're, they're very strong, tough, tough people. Like, you, you wouldn't want to go wrestling with them. And let me put it like that, because they'd throw you on your back, you know? And then they'd pull out a box of cigarettes out of the back pocket. And that's the kind of people they are. They're tough and they're sturdy and reliable. And that's all I'll say about them now. But, um, 
I must tell you this other story as well about the time I did meet this Polish fella in a gym in Galway. Basically, we went. I went into the gym anyways, and I joined this new gym, and it was called The Dungeon, and it was downstairs, two floors. And I'll never forget, there was no windows in there. And you'd walk down to The Dungeon, and when you got down there, it was like... Well, that's the only kind of music they played. It was all like very, very dark lighting. And there was only like, I think there was 300 like squat racks and uh, there was dumbbells, all that kind of stuff. You got down there anyways. And interestingly enough, on the reception, there was a fella and he was about 96 years of age. And he was the finest man ever. He could still do the splits. He had uh, great cardio and he was very strong. And he, you'd go down there and be like, what can I do for you? And I'd be like, I just want to lift and I want to punch. And he'd punch you in the right directions. And eventually, you know, through going there every single day, I got to know a lot of lads in the showers, in the changing rooms, in the sauna, um, in front of the mirrors, those kind of places. So I started talking to these lads and they said, yeah, this weekend we're going to be having a BJJ tournament. And I thought they were having a fucking laugh when they said BJJ. But no, it turned out they were serious and they were having a BJJ tournament that weekend in the gym. So I said, oh, what's going on here now? And they said, yeah, basically lads are going to be running around in this place. Fiber to get in. The best man gets to keep all the money. So I was like, tell me more about this BJJ. And I didn't know anything about it at the time because I just moved to the city, see, and I didn't have the internet before this. So I was like, what was this BJJ, crack? And some fella started showing me pictures of uh, the Gracies and Joe Rogan's face kept popping up. George St. Pierre, BJ Penn, who's the, you know, the prodigy, took him only two and a half, three years to go from a fucking silver to a black belt, you had oh, best black belts in the world. Johnny Bravo was there. Uh, sorry, Eddie Bravo, those kind of people. So he was showing me these top dogs rolling around, and I was like, I could get out of that. I could get out of that. I could get out of that. And I was pointing at all these things, all these moves that they were pulling off in jujitsu. And I was like, that's easy, easy, easy. So he said, no, it's not. He hopped on top of me. And he put me into an armbar. Popped out of it. Even though I kind of slightly uh, hurt my elbow as I was kind of punching it into his stomach. But I popped out of it so easily that he said to me, Wow, you, you need to enter this BJJ competition the weekend. It's probably going to be around three or 400 quid in prize money. You could be the man for the job. So I came in that weekend anyways. And I was dressed up in regular gym clothes. Jeans, a shirt, a watch. Um, leather shoes and gloves which is what I always wear when I'm lifting because that way when I leave the gym I can go straight to town and I don't need to go home and change I can just go straight into town do shopping people can be like wow he's beefy little do they realise I'm still on the pump you know that pump you get when you lift loads of weights and you're just walking around the place for a good 45 minutes absolutely thinking you're the biggest man in town well that's how it felt for me that Saturday when I walked in there and um, anyways, they told me that I had to put on this thing called a gi. So I said, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Thinking like that was another funny word, the gi. And I thought they were having a, having me on, so they were. But anyways, went in and I was put on my gi, came out, then started rolling. Boom, tapped some fell out. Boom, tapped some fell out. Boom, tapped some fell out. So anyways, between the jigs and the reels, got down to, shall we call, the final boss. Now, his name was... Uh, James something I forget what his second name was um, James Gavigan I think it was went in anyways and he goes right let's see if you, how good you are he tries to put me on my back he does in fairness to him he gets past the half guard now he's got my two arms pinned to the mat 
I just looked at him and goes, give me your best shot. So he spins around to a Nakamura jab jab and he tries to put me into a little, a tiny little reverse chokehold. And I'm like, not having it. Absolutely not having it. Turned around, spun, pushed my knees off his chest. I pushed myself into a position where I was on his back and I started strangling him. And I really, really got him into a corner till he was like, just no, no more. Tapped out. He claims that I was cheating and that I was tickling him. Watch, I wasn't tickling. Why would I tickle you? Why would I do that? I know so many other moves. Tickling isn't great. It's only good for foreplay if they're into it. And even then it's a bit off-putting because it makes you nervous. So I wouldn't tickle this James fella. But anyways, between the jigs and the reels, I end up winning 150 quid. And I was absolutely delighted with that. And that's not a story to make me look cool or to look tough or whatever. I'm just saying that that story really happened. any further i want to thank everybody for supporting this podcast thank you so much on patreon and to everyone else that listens to it and shares it really does mean a lot thank you so much for that and also to golden bake for sponsoring this podcast thank you so much i love jambons i love eating them they're so tasty i love to go into the shop and they're a lovely treat and i just like the way it all comes together Now we're going to wrap this up today with a question that I got from Joe and it says should I go on holiday with the girl I met on Tinder two weeks ago we've met once in real life I fancy her and she asked if I'd like to go to Brazil with her for two weeks oh what should I do PS Mayo for Sam thank you very much Joe Mayo for Sam we're playing Tyrone let's see how we get on Tyrone of course tough lads they they pushed through the Covid Um, I know they got a dose of it but they came back stronger than ever and they beat the Kerry players and I'm looking forward to the final on the 11th. Can't wait to see it, but I really do. Please, God, if he's listening to this, please let Mayo win it. And i tell you one thing, it'll be a great place to be if Mayo do win it. i tell you one thing, the towns will go wild if Mayo win it. Up and down the towns, you know, you're going to have people just having sex on the high streets. Headbutts and nickouts are going to go through the roof. You're going to have grown men for the first time in their life showing emotion if mayo win that by god i hope to see you here mayo just be an ocean an ocean of lads on the pints anyways um joe you asked me should you go to brazil with the woman who you met in tinder you're going over for two weeks yes the answer is yes go do not be even second guessing that would you go what are you talking about go over to brazil and have a good time for yourself and have a couple of fucking sambucas on the beach like seriously Get out, mate. Enjoy yourself. Two weeks. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Like, I mean, obviously, don't be going into any dodgy areas like there is in every part of the world. Look after yourself and have a fucking good time. Will you? For the love of God, will you go? Because if you don't go, I'll fucking go. I'd love to go to Brazil. I'd love to be over there on the beaches just dancing. Everyone there and probably little to, to nothing. And that's the way you like it when you're on the beach. I know. But genuinely... I would love to go to Brazil. So I think if I was you, Joe, I'd give it a go. I'd give it a go, Joe. And you've known each other for how long? Two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's sound. You know, I mean, you met her in real life too. Like, you know, so I mean, what's the worst that can happen, really, when you think about it? Like, I'll tell you that this is the truth now. Not many people know this, but I actually met somebody on the Internet years and years ago. And this was before people were kind of meeting on the internet so people were like what you're talking to someone on the internet 
You talk. What do you mean you're talking? You, and do you know this person? Are they real? Yes, they are real. I spend every fucking day talking to them, and I'm slowly falling in love with them. Don't take it away from me. And people were like, "Oh, maybe it's a robot you're talking to." I'm like, "I'm not in love with the robot. What are you talking about? He's a picture." And you'd show them a picture that'd be really pixelated, so then they wouldn't even believe you anymore. And um, it got to a point where, when anyone would ask, I just told them, "Oh yeah, we met in Galway." And they're like, oh, all right, what part of Galway was it? Uh, oh, I was like, just down the pub, pints, you know, yourself. And they're like, oh, okay, right, right. But in reality, I never met this person until I travelled halfway across the world to meet them for the first time. Now, we did have Skype. Um, we had a bit of Skype sex. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's a whole different ball game to the Zoom sex because with Zoom, it's too clear. You don't want that. You don't want to see what you're doing. Um, so that's why Skype back in the day with shitty webcams, perfect, really enjoyable. You couldn't really see what was going on, so your imagination kicked in, took over, built up a great picture for yourself. But anyways, what I'm trying to say to you, Joe, is that, yeah, you should go, of course, because life is all about risks. But as they say in the song by ABBA, the winner takes it all, the loser has to fall. Anyways, folks, thanks very much. Please go by the next time I talk to you. Uh, the weather will still be nice. Ronaldo will still be playing for United. And Mayo will be All-Ireland champions of the Sam Maguire Cup. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.